When you're lost in the darkness, look for the pod. Specifically, the Prestige TV podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, where we're breaking down every new episode of HBO's The Last of Us. On Sunday nights, grab your battery and join Van Lathan and Charles Holmes for an instant reaction to the latest episode. Then head back to the QZ on Tuesdays for a deep dive with Joanna Robinson and Mallory Rubin. From character arcs to video game adaptation choices, story themes to needle drops, we'll parse every inch of this cordyceps-coated universe. Watch out for mouth tendrils and follow along on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with Embarrassing Men. And then we're going to move on to our second Oscar series movie, which is Freaky Friday with Jamie Lee Curtis. And then we're going to talk about Taylor Swift's use of filters. Guys, really quick, funny story before we start. I was telling someone about our Oscar series yesterday, a friend, and I was texting it to her. And I told her that we started with Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. And she misunderstood what we were doing. And she was like, what Oscar did that get nominated for? <laughs> like, Yes, to be clear. It didn't, actually. <laughs> Let me explain. It should have. No. It should have been, though. Uh, okay. Costuming. That's what it deserves. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with Tea Time is checking in with embarrassing men. Who do we have first, Kate? Listen, we all have our faves. And I think it's healthy sometimes to recognize when your faves embarrass you and when you just have to pull back on the fandom for just a second. And it can still be your fave in your heart. But just like, you know, take a look at at your your love for them 
And uh, I had to do that this week with Harry Styles. I'm sure you've mm. seen if you're on the internet that <laughs> Sorry. Harry has been uh, under fire. Yikes. One for several things. One for winning album of the year at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Two for saying after he won album of the year over oh, yeah. Beyonce at the Grammys. Uh, this doesn't Yikes. happen to people like me very often. And this is so, so nice. Thank Yikes. you very much. Yikes. That's the big thing. That's the big thing. <laughs> Is that he said that? That's not good. Not That's good. not good. Uh, immediately, people were like, "What do you mean, people like you, like mm-hmm. white men who win this award again and again?" Mm-hmm. Uh, Beyonce won four Grammys. She broke the record for most wins by any artist uh, in Grammys history. But obviously, Beyonce losing Album of the Year to white people is just happens again and again. Uh, it's and a tale as old as time. <laughs> obviously, it's the Academy's fault. You know, I think Harry was, I think if he hadn't said that, we would have been like, Harry is a victim. <laughs> like, <laughs> Harry is, is, he is the scapegoat. And like, and I actually have already seen several tweets about this. And, you know, there were a lot of tweets about like, oh, he was talking about class in the UK. And like, he comes, mm. whatever. He shouldn't oh, have said it. I thought it. he it was, was talking about like, I was on a reality show. I think it's like people, mm. my British friends I've seen tweeting about like class mm. differences in the UK. But either way, dumb thing to say. Like, no yeah. matter what. Optics aren't great. They're not great. Optics aren't great. Uh, I will say he embarrassed me long before that moment, though. One, when he showed up in a clown suit on the red carpet. Ah, yeah. His stylist is on thin ice. I was already iffy on some of these tour outfits. And uh, I just, first of all, you just don't have to have your nipples out on the red carpet. Second of all, they don't have to be out in a rainbow patterned clown jumpsuit. So that was tough for me. Sure. What I also um, saw, though, okay, I don't know if you agree with this, is that it, they were like, this outfit is very fun. Objectively, it's got glitter. It's multicolored. But like Harry himself didn't do anything with like his poses, his facial expressions. So it there. just like fell I do think flat he, and didn't he match the outfit. A li- he doesn't pose like Timothy Chalamet. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like Timothy yeah. Chalamet is good at wearing clothes. He's good at posing. Yeah. Not that Timothy Chalamet could have pulled this off. He definitely couldn't have. But mm. it just set him up for failure, I think, as soon as yeah. he arrived. Then... He performed as it was. Uh, and he did have to perform as it was. That's the song. However, I would have chosen a different song. I think Music for a Sushi Restaurant is really fun. Mm. He does a version at his concerts with horns and like a full oh. brass situation. Super fun. Crowd pleaser. I'm like, do do that yeah. instead. If you have to do as it was, the version as his show is very fun, very peppy. And that is not the version that we got at the Grammys. It uh, was some sort of like performance art situation. I read online mm. today that the stage was turning in the wrong direction. So like oh, he no. almost oh. fell over. His backup dancers were like totally thrown oh, off. No. Like it was turning oh. the wrong way. Either way, he also looked very silly in this, in my personal opinion. He had like spangled jumpsuit on. I'm like, just look hot. Like, can you not mm. just look hot? <laughs> Is that too was much he to not Also maybe perhaps singing in a, in a different key the, or like a singing was not something. great. And like, we know he's a good live performer yeah. and it, yeah. nothing about that was good. And it also set him up for failure. Cause I think he would have been easier to defend the rest of the night if mm-hmm. it had been like, okay, great performance, <sighs> great outfit. He's a star. He's crushing it. And then like, okay, misstep, <laughs> like, you know, but <laughs> yeah. it was a series of, of flops. And I know that there are big Harry Styles fans who listen to this podcast. And I don't want you to think that I've abandoned our guy, but <laughs> I think we have to reckon with our feelings sometimes. And mm. winning a Grammy over Beyonce is the worst thing that can happen for your career. Uh, so yeah. um, I think it's time for Harry to just, you know, take some time off and, and let this blow over and learn some things and mm-hmm. learn what, what to say and what not to say in a speech. Um, 
And I Smart. need Beyonce to win album of the year soon. So <laughs> yeah. she may be done. She may be like, okay, never mind. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So that was embarrassing. That was the most embarrassing man of the week. Also an embarrassing man. <laughs> God. Sorry. This is gonna, they're gonna get like iffier as we go. But we have to talk about Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. The internet is a buzz because he is rumored to have a new mm-hmm. girlfriend. Now, he and Eden Polani, who is 19, were spotted together at this party. Now, his reps are saying they just were seated next to each other. I was going to say, like, they just look like they're seated next to each other. That's what people are saying. But also, like, people are like, no, they're clearly dating. And, like, there are other sources. Hard to say. First of all, why would you okay. seat a 19-year-old model next to Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> he is so famous. <laughs> Wagging her finger. Yeah, okay, that that's setup. exactly right. That's he is so famous. And this model or is so not fit. Like whoever is sitting next to him is on purpose. Here. I don't know exactly. whose fault it is, but this was not a, this was not random. I don't know if they're dating. I don't know exactly. if they're not. However, the internet thinks they're dating. It's en- it was enough for the internet to run with. Leo just got some new life. She also has deleted her Instagram. Whether that's, that's sad. Oh. purposeful or not, who knows? Maybe she's trying to seem mysterious. I don't know. I don't. I feel like she Dang. got a lot of. She might have just gotten comments. Got the internet is a buzz. Um, but. I think the tweet that really got me was from at Cooper streaming. Mm. And they posted a picture of Peter Pascal and uh, Bella Ramsey from the last okay. of us and said, just for some context, these two are the same age as Leonardo DiCaprio and his new girlfriend. Now, granted, again, we don't know if he's no. dating this girl, but no, ma'am. these two very clearly <laughs> have such a like father daughter relationship. Pedro is actually younger than Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, oh no. He is 47. <laughs> Bella Ramsey is 19. This is um, sick. This so is that sick. really puts it, that really did put it in perspective. I was like, yeah. And oh, even like, even looking back at his past girlfriends, that also really puts it in perspective. You know, like even if they were in their 20s, like it's Ooh. just tough. It's really tough. Um, so that was embarrassing for Leo and everyone uh, this week, whether it's true or not. The fact that it could be true is enough. The fact that people believed it so easily is enough. <laughs> Wait, can I share my favorite tweet? Please. Yes, Okay, please. this is from Mohanad Elishki. Okay, Dane Cook. I'm dating a 23-year-old. Leonardo DiCaprio, hold my beer. Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriend, I can't. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And also, like, if you think about it, like people have been making Leo is too old for these girls yeah. jokes for like for so 15 long. years for a like, long for time. For yeah. so long. Like I vividly remember like the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Golden Globes where mm. like they had a whole bit about Leo and a model. And it's yep. just like, mm-hmm. this has been happening for so long that he just needs to get it together. Mm-hmm. He really does. It's uh, weird. Yeah. It's officially Agreed. weird. Okay. Who else is embarrassing Next one? this week? Another weirdo. It's Tom Brady. <laughs> I feel like we have pivoted to talking about Tom Brady a lot lately. Um, he's doing you know, embarrassing things. And it he's must be doing discussed. a lot of embarrassing things. Giselle is living her best life. She's got her Brazilian jiu-jitsu trainer. Like, go off, queen. Um, Tom Brady, you know, he like retired again, I guess. And now, I, apparently he has an underwear brand, which is like, oh, why? It's called Brady. I don't, whatever. And... They had a tweet from June 9th of 2022, and it was just like, here's our boxer briefs. And Tom, for whatever reason, said, 40 likes, and I'll recreate these photos. And then it was this, this. Just four zero. Yeah, four zero. Okay. Oh no, no, forty thousand. Sorry, forty thousand. Oh, 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 sorry, 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 like, sorry, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The realistic. Did, did he get forty thousand likes? Or was he got it like 49.4. 
Oh, wow. Oh, no. Yeah, he got 49.4 thousand. Um, and he, and this, again, this is from June 9th. So he was still with Giselle and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway. And I, I who knows? Anyway, <laughs> the brand goes, hey, Tom, we haven't forgotten about this on February 6th. So a few days ago. And so Tom was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to pose in my Brady underwear. <laughs> so there's a photo of him. He's he's taking the photo like in the mirror. He's like sitting down on like a bed in what appears to be like maybe Miami because I think he plays or he lives in Miami now or something because he played for Tampa Bay, whatever. And he says, did I do it right? And then he tags a couple of his old teammates and the Brady brand with two emojis, like cringy emojis, the ones that are like mm. ridding its teeth. And it's this picture is just like he has his hand over his junk. And it's just like it's wh- like uncomfortably no suggestive. Asked- it it's, is. Yes, exactly. And it's like, I guess technically someone did. He asked for it, actually. He's the one that was like, I'll do it for 40,000 likes. And it's just like, this is why now? Like, why six months later? Like, this is just so embarrassing. And he was like, what excuse can I use to get naked on the internet? And he emailed emailed the person charged with underwear underwear brand. And he was like, guys, remember this tweet? I need you to (laughs) ask me on Twitter publicly to do this so that it looks like I have no You're so right. You are so right. So that I can get naked on Maine. There was a way to so, pose in your underwear that was funny and like he could still be in his underwear. This, right. this or vibe like goes, athletic. I don't want to look. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, he totally. has the athletic thing. So like, right. He could have done it in some way where it's just like, look how ripped I am. Or like, yeah, I like I'm a quarterback, but he didn't. He did it in this like a very like he did weirdly it in like sexual a way. Sultry weird. Yes. Yes. But like, this yes. is what I DM you on Raya after you exactly. swipe right. <laughs> this, and it's just like, and everyone obviously was like, what are you? This is so, <laughs> so like sad divorce guy energy. This is so I had so to close out of the tab. I know. I scrolled by and was like, just cringed to my it's core. So, <laughs> it's so yeah. bad. So Tom Brady, not doing great. I'll just yeah. say it. He's not yeah. doing great. So yeah. um, good luck to him, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> and then the last one, arguably more embarrassing for me because I freaked out in the tea time chat. Amelia actually had the wherewithal to be like, I don't know that this is happening. And I was like, no, definitely it is. And it, and it ended up not. So last man in this category uh, through no fault of his own is Adam Devine. Uh, the, the comedic actor... I actually liked him in Workaholics. He's been in another movie, like Pitch Perfect and things since then. But the most hyped up interview from Call Her Daddy in the last several months, they released promos. They didn't say who was appearing. But Maroon 5 was playing in the background. Alex Cooper goes like, we are here to address the infidelity in your marriage. Blah, blah, blah. You know, big drum roll. Didn't show him. And then posted it. Bahati Prinsloo commented a big LOL on it. So then I sent it to this chat. I was like, oh my God, who is it? Is it Sumner, the mistress? Is it maybe Bahati being like kind of cheeky or Adam and they're super divorced? Anyway, turns out to be Adam Devine. And I can't believe it. I was so duped. And also I'm like, that's, I guess that was the only way to get people to like, I don't know, listen right. to his interview. That's what's embarrassing. He's a happy marriage. Like he's <laughs> just a normal dude. Yeah. The <laughs> so fact true. that they were like, hey, the only way we can promo your interview is if we pretend you're someone else yeah. that people care about. That's embarrassing. <laughs> oh my God, you're so right. Just because your last name kind of sounds like him. Yeah. And sometimes true. you come up when people do a typo when they're Googling Adam Levine. Adam yeah. yeah. That's so true. That's I embarrassing. Pissed. That is. Anyway, so half his yeah. fault, half mine. Um, <laughs> 
Okay, I really want to get to this next category. So let's do not worth the tea slash this week in social media. I cannot wait to talk to you two about this first one. So earlier this week, Netflix is premiering this movie, a new rom-com, Your Place or Mine. Seeing billboards all over LA for it. I am going to watch it. We might actually cringe mode it next week for Valentine's Day. Um, Anyway, so there's a premiere and Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher are the two stars and they were on the red carpet. And they have been in movies as individual actors before. You would think that they hadn't. You would think that this was their first fucking time on a red carpet. (laughs) Um, They are posing in a way that's so embarrassing and so hilarious that the internet kind of took it and was like, what the literal hell is happening? It's actually so weird. They have both been in many rom-coms before, but they are standing so stiffly next to one another, not actually like even touching shoulders. There's not an arm around any kind of back waist, anything at all, platonic or not. Not even like a hover hand, you know? No, <laughs> like Reese Witherspoon nothing. is crossing her arms. And yeah. by the way, these are multiple events because they're in different outfits and they are so stiff. We will have to post them. Anyway, so everyone was like, what the hell? These are so embarrassing. Like, why can't you guys be normal together? Mila Kunis emailed them because, you know, they've been doing press since the movie came out. And she was like, you guys look so awkward blah, blah, blah. And what's, I maybe should have put this in the previous category. What's embarrassing for Ashton Kutcher <laughs> is he clarified these poses. Oh, Ashton. But was he was like, here's the thing. If I put my arm around her and was like all friendly with her, I'd be having an affair with her. Like that would be the rumor. If I stand next to her and put my hands in my pockets, there's no chance that could be the rumor. The rumor is that we don't like each other. And I'm like, oh my God, no one was thinking that. Be cool. Like you guys are both married and professionals and who is going to create like, a rumor? No one, that, no one is doing, no, you're, I mean, no you're one. not making out on the red carpet. Just put your arm yeah, around her. No one is doing that weirdo. Like just yeah. <laughs> look, look normal. Also like, isn't it better for your movie for people to think that you're having an affair than that chemistry. you don't like each other? Yeah, yeah. exactly. This is like the Barbara Streisand effect where you like, like, let's not try to address it or like, like, don't think we're having an affair when it's like, well, now it's I like think you're hard. having an affair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, I can't stress enough like how no one was thinking that about these two. <laughs> Their whole roles in Hollywood are like rom-com kind of actors. So this is insane. why now? It, it was so weird. And then like, they're both digging themselves in a grave. Reese has done some press. <laughs> Sorry, this sounded like the blandest set of all time. She goes, I mean, he is such a goofball. We had so much fun. And every time he'd wear a funny outfit, I'd text Mila. I'd be like, what is he wearing? (laughs) So then again, she's like, again, I brought his wife into it. This is weird. They made it weird. This is weird. They made it really weird. Where they're like purposefully like, I am aware that he is married and I'm friends with his wife. Also, nothing less funny. That someone trying to say that they're funny by wearing like a funny outfit. Like what? Yeah. Well, and so see, dry. also, I'm thinking maybe she's going to announce like a separation soon. Because oh, and so they're like heading it so, off. Oh. Exactly. Exactly. There is something weird here. Why do they keep bringing right. me into it? It's I don't. I, yeah. She doesn't need to be the third person on this press tour. Like they can be individual. You don't need a chaperone. It's very strange. It's very strange. It's so really weird vibes. So we're going to watch it next week. So we'll just keep (laughs) it posted if it's the romance is jumping off the screen. (laughs) And then also not worth the tea. It's not worth the tea because am I happy objectively? Someone lives a nice life, I guess. But I don't need to read a whole (laughs) article about it. Um, Catherine Schwarzenegger was profiled in the New York Times and the 
literal title is Catherine Schwarzenegger's Picture Perfect Life. And I think we all read it. I'm Kaya may have gotten the furthest in it. I <laughs> think we all had to stop at various points. It was basically all just about how in every way her life is just absolutely perfect and nothing is wrong. And she lives in the Palisades and lives this beautiful little, and she's got a family. And it was like, it was like a fluff piece, but it, the fluff wasn't even that interesting. It was like, it tried to be self-aware about it. Like it was kind of trying to make fun of her for how boring. And I didn't get like, the vibes of that as much, but my friend said that too. And I think they, I thought so. Like I thought it just kept kind of like, you know, yeah. like she thinks she's interesting, but she's actually really okay. boring. Like when it talked about like how many crackers she eats. What? Yeah. Like that was her fun fact. It was like, oh, I, I eat so many crackers. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what it is about this couple, but the more that, that they say, the less everyone like, I just like, if they, mm-hmm. if they have it as good as it appears, I would literally never do a, a single thing of press ever right. again. Yeah. You don't well, need and to. we know her life isn't perfect because we know what happened with her right. dad and the nanny. So I'm just right. saying. Sorry. And she wrote a she wrote a book about that time after she graduated college and the article referenced that, but she said one sentence about just like her her parents separated and that was it. Oh, okay. And to actually hear how she felt or any emotions or anything right. that was going on would have been actually interesting to to listen to right. or hear, but wow. Right. Did it like her oh. dog podcast? Remember her oh dog? I her dog pod? Could I forget? The Purina um, pod? <laughs> I think that's I have to see if that's still publishing. It I revisit be. that. <laughs> it's been so, years. There's no way. Um, anyway, I guess I'm, I'm just happy for her that it just is all roses over there. Yeah. Um, anyway, what else? <laughs> Amelia? Um, okay. There was... We, I don't know. Did I think Kaya might have put this in here. It was Kaya. <laughs> it was with a note that was like, I don't know if anyone cares. Oh, but no. You know Kaya sent this to us originally and then I okay. put it in oh, and did was you like, put it I don't know okay, if so, this is worth us covering. Okay, well... It's worth it for me, okay? Because I it might be. <laughs> Ashley Benson, who we all know, she was on Pretty Little Liars. Uh, she was in Spring Breakers. Uh, she dated Cara Delevingne. Remember their sex bench? Mm-hmm. Always. And she also never yeah, forget. <laughs> never forget. A couple years there, uh, she also dated She Easy. Well, yeah. she has now moved on to the unctuous oil air. Brandon Davis, a.k.a. Brandon Greasy Bear Davis. That is his actual (laughs) nickname. Um, And if you are unfamiliar with Brandon Greasy Bear Davis, I'm so sorry that you're going to know who he is now Uh, because he was kind of a fixture on the periphery in the 2000s. He's like best friends with Paris Hilton still. He was best Mm -hmm. friends back then. They used to date. He also dated Misha Barton. Again, he is an oil heir. His grandpa was Marvin Davis, who was the chair of a petroleum company, an oil company. And at a time, yeah, he owned 20th Century Fox and the Beverly Hills Hotel, among other companies. But anyway, Brandon Davis is also the asshole who was caught on TMZ's camera yelling that Lindsay Lohan is a fire crotch back in 2006. That's probably where most people know him from. Right. I think we've discussed that at least once on this pod. Probably. Yeah. Because that is ingrained in my memory forever. Yes. Um, So I guess him and Ashley Benson are now dating. They were spotted out and about like at a Lakers game, I think. And I read the People magazine article about them. They're like, they're both social people and they like going out. And I was like, okay. Um, So (laughs) I I fear for Ashley. I really worry for Ashley. It's just yeah. chaotic taste. Just, I mean, I guess he's rich, but like at what cost, you know? I know. Mm. 
It's just, Kristen doesn't shower seems to be like her. I that's mean, his her actual go-to. nickname, Amelia, Greasy Bear. Yeah. It's Greasy Bear. <laughs> and his brother, R.I.P., who died, um, it was named Jason Gummy Bear Davis. And he was actually an actor who voiced the character Mikey on Recess. Wow. Oh, my God. The layers yeah. to this. The layers, truly. Um, but if you Google Brandon Davis, you might be like, oh, my God. That is, he's so familiar because he has that face. It's just like he has a face that you can't forget. And again, yeah. he's very greasy. Like he is literally an oil heir and also a very <laughs> too you know, on brand, too greasy, on the unctuous nose. person. Yeah, exactly. So really I'm wow. just, I'm worried for you, Ashley. You don't make a lot of good decisions dating wise. There's uh, actually a Brandon Davis who's a singer who comes oh. up first when you search Brandon Davis. So tough well, stuff for <laughs> Greasy Bear. The SEO is not in his favor. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. So, yeah. Wow. All right. Thank you for uh, that. Last one. Kate? Anytime. Guys, we just have to say it. We're, you know, big Magic Mike fans on this mm. podcast. We did January last year where we watched both of them. Uh, no, actually, we'd watched both of them previously. We watched other Channing Tatum movies last year. Um, and we have been looking forward to Magic Mike 3, Magic Mike's Last Dance. Mm. Um, I will say that our expectations were tempered when the trailer came out. <laughs> and we got some step up vibes instead mm-hmm. of some Magic Mike XXL vibes. Uh, and unfortunately, that seems to be how the movie goes. The reviews are in as of yesterday uh, and they're bad. It has a 50% I they were on good. Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. I they I found a couple ones that were good, but I was also like, I, you're, I don't trust you, sir. Um, oh, no. <laughs> and I'm not going to read the reviews to you, but here is an array of words that oh, I no. saw used in the like snippets that they sample on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Tame, tepid, hollow, baffling, disappointing, oh. passionless, dull, terrible, oh. and unsexy. Oh, unsexy? Nothing that you want to hear about a Magic Mike movie. Wow. That's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. So that's tough. I'll watch it still, but I'm not going to go see it in theaters. If it was good, if it mm. got good reviews, I definitely would have gone to see it. Right. But now I think I'll just wait until it's streaming. Well, that sucks. Damn. I know. Bummer. It's real Dang. sad end. Uh, maybe we'll just set our expectations nice and low and then it'll be better than we think. There you go. Yeah. That's, the, that's the key to enjoying right. life. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, Get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details.
This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Let's do cringe mode. This week, like we said, we're doing Freaky Friday, honoring the Oscar nominee, Jamie Lee Curtis, who's <laughs> looking great in Sorry. this movie. Kate, would you like to do the plot? I would love to. Jamie Lee obviously has worse movies, but we wanted to watch Freaky Friday. Christmas so that's with what the we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Freaky Friday stars Lindsay Lohan as Anna, who's a rebellious teen. She doesn't get along with her strict therapist mother, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Her name is Tess. And they clash on all sorts of things at the beginning of the movie um, until they fight so loudly at a Chinese restaurant that they frequent uh, that the owner's mother gives them like this magic, these magic fortune cookies where it makes them swap bodies the following morning when they wake up. It's an iconic scene. I'm sure you've seen it. We'll talk about it. Um, Basically, just all sorts of hijinks ensue. Uh, Anna has to go do her mother's therapy job and like interact with her fiance. Uh, Tess has to go to high school in her daughter's body and like interact with her crush and play in her band. And, you know, they learn all sorts of things about each other and they accept each other for who they are. And uh, they like reverse the curse by like, you know, finally understanding the core of each other and and everything works out. Mm-hmm. Great. That was perfect. You There's a the wedding. Highlights. I don't know. We'll talk about oh, it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, highlights. I just think that Jamie Lee and Lindsay's chemistry as mother and daughter is perfect. It's amazing. They they work really well together. They work off each other really well. They do a good job, I guess, of imitating one another. Mm-hmm. I just, it's great. They The dynamic is there. And, and I just, it really propels this movie, in my they opinion. Are, their physicality is so alike. This might be one of the just more realistic mother-daughter yeah. castings mm-hmm. that we've seen in a cringe mode maybe not in movie history, but in cringe mode history, there's something about the two of them that is so believable. And they have these, and also they look a lot, or I don't know, they just, they have the same vibe and they are perfectly cast. And I Mm -hmm. couldn't agree with you more, Amelia. Yeah, they, I love that you mentioned like they're physically alike because we talked about in Lindsay Lohan falling for Christmas that she's like, queen of physical comedy like that really hit for us and it hits again they have the bit where like when the movie starts Jamie Lee Curtis is pulling Lindsay Lohan out of the bed and Mm. she's like holding on Mm -hmm. and then when they swap bodies Lindsay Lohan is like trying to pull Jamie Lee Curtis Mm -hmm. out of the bed and I was like you guys you're so good (laughs) but yeah they they and it's hard too because they're similar but they're not similar enough that like you can't tell when they swap you know like they're distinct enough where like you can be like okay that is the mom in the daughter and yes. that is the daughter in the mom, you know, which right. is tricky. Yes. Um, yes. But it's just really good. They're both just great. Totally. So good. Um, yeah. What else, Amelia? You know, normally I'm not a huge <laughs> Chad Michael Murray fan. I was like, okay. Like I never really was into One Tree Hill and whatnot, <laughs> but I was charmed by him in this. I thought he did a really good job of being like that. I think his name was Jake maybe. And yeah. he was just like the cool older guy. And then he was like into Jamie Lee because as, or well, it was Lindsay as Jamie Lee or Lindsay's the Anna character <laughs> in the Jamie Lee test body. Yes. And so he's like, oh my God, I'm really into your mom. And and so I thought he was really understated and good. I was yeah. like, okay, Chad, you Michael. Know, 
Murray. Is <laughs> because they let him like be a little silly in this movie. I feel yeah. like his characters are so one note, just like <laughs> yeah. hot man number one. And it's just like, that's his only thing is to just be kind of like the man character to whatever like female we're watching. Yeah. Um, but he is, he like gets a little weird because yeah, he's like into what turns out to be the mom. So it's just like a weird vibe, but I love it. Yeah. Same. Okay, when they reveal this like all time scene, and I feel like we'll reference it multiple times, but when they are like, oh my God, we're like in each other's bodies, <laughs> there, and it's just like, it's a really funny way to do it. It's kind of this like shaky handheld cam underneath <laughs> yeah. the two of them as they like are walking to find one another. And I don't know what it is, but I feel like the camera mirrors the chaos of what is happening. Yes. And you don't get that in a lot of these like, Cringe mode movies we watch, you know, that's cinema. Mm-hmm. So loved that. <laughs> and this is really small, but she just an iconic parental punishment. Jamie Lee Curtis takes Lindsay's door off of her room, which I'm like, has anyone ever done that in real <laughs> life? I don't know. I don't well, has, know. I don't, I don't know either. If anyone has had their door taken off, I want to know about it. It's an iconic punishment, honestly, like as parental, Truly. creative parental punishments go. Um, yeah. I just thought it was really funny. I was like, wow, I would love Agreed. to know if that ever happens in real life. Um, and then just obligatory makeover scene highlight. Mm. The first thing Anna does in her mom's body is like, give her mom a makeover, which is so bold, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a permanent, like a haircut, color, <laughs> new clothes. If I took her my mom's body, which we'll talk about a piercing, I was like, oh my God, I would not make a single change. I would be terrified. Right. Um, <laughs> But about what would happen when we switched back. But she's brave <laughs> and she does it. Yeah, it's great. Okay, let's do the low lights. Um, I think the major low light for this movie is that the Asian stereotypes are really bad. They, you know, are at this Chinese restaurant and the owner, Pei Pei, is like kind of an aunt. They know her. She's like at the wedding. Um, and then her mom, who doesn't have a name, is just Pei Pei's mother, is the one who, you know, creates this magical fortune cookie. And they're just a lot of offensive and outdated stereotypes around them. Like, you know, they Mm -hmm. have the accents and they have these, they're exclusively wearing like traditional Chinese clothing and they don't really have any sort of character arc or anything. So yeah, not great. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Amelia. Um, I think like no offense, but why is the grandpa a character in this? Like, I don't like, he was just like there. I'm sorry, but he was just like, I'm the grandpa. (laughs) It's like, what? Okay. I don't know. It is true. And I don't think it was worth it. At the very end scene with there at the wedding, the grandpa and Lindsay's little brother are talking and they're like, I could never be you or like youth is wasted on the young. And then like, it's supposed to be like, Ooh, are they going to swap? And I'm like, that's not worth it to keep this grandpa in this entire movie. No, it's not or just that one scene. I don't know why yeah, he was he there. He was unnecessary. I was like, it, they tried to make it more into like a goofy comedy. I feel like with him. Yeah, but then I was I guess, like, you know, yeah, you're not central at all here. You know, why? Sorry, also, I almost wrote this and was like, no, I, I do generally like him. Mark Harmon, a little flat in this movie. A little like, flat. I like him yeah, too. And the- I was debating putting him in highlights and then he just brought nothing. And I was like, he never brought mind. nothing. <laughs> and maybe it's because the women in this movie are just sky high above everyone yeah. else. But he, he was bland. It was and very much go girl, give us nothing. We'll yeah. also talk about the other male character in this. <laughs> the last yes. one in the family. Uh, big low light for me. The little brother <laughs> It goes so far Aww. beyond comic relief. He is too annoying. He's <laughs> the worst age. He's like seven. Yeah. And he's just a little shit. And I, every time he said anything, I was like, stop. You didn't feel bad that we found out he was really bullied? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I'm like, well, I don't need to hear anything from you. Also, his best, <laughs> his best parts were like when Jamie Lee was like, just walk to school. Like it was like yeah. her being funny and him being yeah. like, what? So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, another low light for me, not to bring it down, but is the swapping <laughs> of romantic partners a little creepy for everyone else? Or are yes. we just choosing to look past it for the sake of the movie? Like, <laughs> we've got a teenager in love with Jamie Lee Curtis because her daughter is inside <laughs> her body, which is creepy. And then we have the teenager inside her mom's body being forced to interact with her fiance, who's like trying to kiss her. Yeah. And, and, has to marry him. And like the mom's like, just, just don't let him kiss you. I'm like, what? This is, yeah. this whole thing is, is, is iffy. To yeah. piggyback off of that low light, I'm bringing it to my last low light, which is like, they swap back at their wedding because they have done, they have had selfless love and they truly understand each other. And then there's an earthquake and they're like, oh my God, it's back to normal. <laughs> and they basically just give each other like a giant thumbs up. Be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I would be shouting from the rooftops. I think it, you're right, Kate. Like, it was going to be their wedding the next right. day. Lindsay <laughs> Lohan should be screaming her head off. Honestly, like, Jesus. bigger issue with this whole movie. And again, willful suspension of belief. It's for the movie. But like, uh, the way they try to go about their whole lives without changing anything. I'm like, just take a sick day. Like, <laughs> I don't, you know, she's like, we have to go. You have to go do my job. I have to go to your school. It's like, I like, what? Like, just yeah. you don't have to go through with the wedding. Postpone it. She takes and like they test. do end up. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I you guys tried way too. You complicated this way too hard. Like just, mm-hmm. just take a trip. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, you don't okay. have to do this. Let's do what's aged the best and the worst, Amelia. I would say best. This movie, when I was watching it the entire time, I did. It did not feel like it was 20 years old because it's mm-hmm. from 2003. I was like, what? It it did not. It no. It felt ageless. So I don't know. I agree. Uh, this is going to be pretty niche. I don't know if you guys recognize Wango Tango. Did that do anything to you? Okay. <laughs> Driving to school every freaking morning, Kiss FM was giving out Wango Tango tickets. My sister actually went once. Oh. I was so fucking jealous. But the band is like doing an audition, I think, to like go to Wango Tango. And mm-hmm. I hadn't heard that in so freaking long. It instantly transported me back. And I, I think actually like iHeartRadio does it now, which is lame. But it used to be like a 102.7 Kiss FM Wango Tango. And that was like, just great. Loved it. And then my other thing, this is age the best for me, maybe because I'm maturing. But rewatching this, I was team mom the whole time. I was like, oh, you are annoying. Oh, you are failing school. Oh, I don't want you dating someone on a motorcycle. And I feel like first time around, I was like, ew, this mom is so annoying. But now I'm old. Now I've learned. Now you know. the parents are always right. It's the worst. I know. So annoying. Um, what else, Kate? Age the best for me. Uh, the band still pretty cool. Like mm-hmm. it's not like yeah. cringe. I'm like they look cool. They sound good. Sound great. Uh, if you remember, Muna for Halloween this year dressed up as the band from Freaky oh Friday God. for their show. Like that was there. So it's like kind of got like the nostalgia, like the cultural relevance That's of being hilarious. like recognizable to people. And yeah, just they, I don't know. It's still like if I saw this band on TikTok, I'd be like, cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, also aged well, you see a lot of memes from this movie still. Mm. Uh, the make good choices, make good choices when she mm-hmm. like goes into the school. 
I'm like the crypt keeper. That line is <laughs> is all over Giphy. If you ever go on oh Giphy, it's like you can't get away from that. That's mm-hmm. funny. And then also aged well, some casting what ifs. Uh, Jodie Foster and Annette Benning were almost in this instead of Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, oh, wow. Annette Benning dropped out at the last minute and Jamie wow. Lee Curtis Wasn't joined. Jodie Foster in the original? Oh, maybe. Oh. I think she was oh, in the maybe original. So maybe she was then in orig- like in preliminary talks for like this one and then. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, I'm pretty sure didn't she, end up yeah. doing it. That's funny. Yeah, that makes sense. I um, But yeah, it was almost Annette Benning, And then, who actually I kind of think could have pulled it off also. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Jamie Lee Curtis is elite and that has aged well. Agreed. All right. MVP, Kate. Jamie Lee. It's got to be her. She's having the time Jamie of her Lee. life. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just having so much fun. And especially when they swap, like yeah. right when it gets going, she you can tell she's just just really having a great time uh, and makes it really fun. She does. She's great in this. Um, I Yeah, I love Jamie Lee, but I'm going to say Lindsay because she was like 15, 16 in this and she was incredible. And I think, you know, Jamie Lee obviously was amazing, but so was Lindsay. She matched mm-hmm. Jamie Lee at every turn. And it mm-hmm. was just like, wow, she is so talented. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. She agree. also, side note, looks crazy young in this compared yeah. to Mean Girls. And I know oh like my God. ages like 16 to 18 are significant in terms of yeah. like growth. Yeah. But I was like, she's a high schooler and then she's a high schooler in Mean Girls. But for some reason, like she looks, I mean, Mean Girls came out the following year. She's That's way older so in Mean crazy. Girls. It was That's like, crazy. It, was, it was really trippy how young she seemed to me in this yeah, movie. Totally. Yeah, totally. I agree with both of you. These two are so good. I'm just so excited for the remake, which Jamie Lee Curtis claims is happening on like Hell Disney yeah. Plus maybe. And I would love for these two. I feel like they would definitely just reprise their roles. Maybe like Jamie Lee could be like a grandma. No, I don't know if she's Ooh. eight. I don't, and then like she could actually make that role fun and not be just a weird side character. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's do a lighting round real quick. Who would you choose to remake this movie today? Amelia. I'm like, what if we switched it up and did like men and it was Mark, not to give men like, you know, more roles or anything, but <laughs> sure. it would be funny to do like Mark Ruffalo and Noah Centineo because people are always like, oh my God, they could play father and son. And it's like, That'd be well, great. what if they did? And they're good at comedy. That'd be good. Yeah. Kate? This doesn't work as well because, well, I thought about like maybe a college remake and you could do like, like Zendaya it. and Halle Berry. However, part of the humor in this movie is that like, you know, Anna wakes up in her mom and she's like, oh my God, I'm so old. Like I'm hideous. And I just, it just doesn't hit when you're Halle Berry and you're looking in the mirror. You're not, you're not like, oh, I'm the crypt keeper. Cause she still looks incredible at 55, which is not to say Jamie Lee doesn't, but like it's Halle is just too hot still. Oh, <laughs> I guess so, that's true. I don't that's know. A- I don't think it's as funny. Uh, I would love to wake up looking like Halle Berry and I would do my best to stay that way. <laughs> so yeah, I guess know. that's the problem with my pick too, is I picked Odea mm-hmm. Rush and Mila Kunis. Do you guys, have you seen Odea Rush in anything? She was in yes. Dumplin', that movie on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. She's got some, oh, and she was also in something else that I watched. But anyway, she and Mila, I also just picked two actresses that could like play mom and daughter. And Mila Kunis is obviously a great comedic actress. And so I feel like there's something there. It would be good. Yeah. They would make it work. Yeah. Totally. Could you survive a day in your mom's shoes and vice versa in high school? So transport yourself back. At that time, my mom was a lawyer. So I definitely, wow. I would call a sick day though. You're right, Kate. I don't know why <laughs> I didn't think I of that either. I would just say I'm simply not coming. But also, so she's really great, high-powered woman. But she also can't work a computer. So I don't know that she could survive a day on AIM and every all these messages, you know, coming in. I feel like she'd be, she. we both couldn't do it. Yeah. 
similar thing for me where my mom has like a very complicated hospital job. Uh, so I, I mean, it's just not like on the operating table. It wouldn't be like life's at my fingertips, <laughs> but it's very complicated. And I, do, I'm like, I couldn't just go in there and do it without any knowledge. So I would also have to call a sick day. However, she definitely could have faked it through my Aww. high school. She knew all my friends and teachers. She like did volunteer at my school. So like wow. she literally knew Aww. them. And also she would like have my brother and sister there. So like, I feel like they could help. I don't know. They're in a lot of oh, my yeah. classes. Like there's that element of it. Um, yeah. And Your also would have she, a, a breeze of a she day. She would breeze through it. We're also just very similar. And also she's good in a crisis. So I think Aww. she definitely, definitely oh God, could have such done a high day praise for Catherine. Me. Love it. Um, and I would not have been able to do it. Yeah, you would have been a sick day. Well, Amelia. Yeah. It's okay. Um, I think we could do it. My mom was kind of stay at home. She did like, she sold antiques. Like she, she was, oh, she's yeah. really into antiquing and I hate antiques. So like, mm. I don't, I, I'd be like, take one whiff and be like, nope, not going to do it. But, um, <laughs> I, I think, I mean, she could probably do class. I just like sports, probably not. And I, I did, you know, like, I did consider the volleyball you know? team. I'm yeah. like, my mom would have to fake an injury. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. At least like Lindsay Lohan could pretend to like strum the guitar and be like, look at me. I'm right. like, doing the thing that you like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Extracurriculars complicate things. <laughs> true, true. Uh, what clip from this movie would you choose to run as Jamie Lee Curtis's Oscar reel? I think her freak out after she wakes up as Anna in Tess's body, like with the Crypt Keeper thing. That was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm old. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> Just that line. That's. I that's think that's the clear winner. Funny. Liz, do you have an like, alternate? When she moonlights, or not moonlights, when she's trying to be a therapist, and she's like, oh my God, you're being so annoying. Like, you're totally <laughs> wrong. That's not true. And there, you're done. You're fixed. Like, I think that that, and she's <laughs> like, says too. it in this really funny teenage way. Um, great. Okay, let's move on, shall we? Tea Time's unanswerable questions. All three of us have ones this week. Go ahead, Kate. Woo. We do. They're pretty good, actually, I think. Okay, this unanswerable question is from Elena Cavender on Twitter. And she tweeted after the Grammys, uh, are people forced to use this filter when they post pics from a Taylor Swift party? And she posted two examples. You've probably seen them. If you follow any of these celebrities on Instagram, uh, they were on Muna's page, they were on Fletcher, they were on Troy Savon and <laughs> Lana Del Rey and the Heim sisters and all these people who were at Taylor's Grammys party um, a couple days after posted pictures from it. And they all looked the same. And if you've ever seen a Taylor Swift party picture, uh, you've probably seen it because, again, they always look the same, which is what has prompted this question. And I, my original thing was like, I feel like the rep probably just edits them and sends them to people, right? Like, you know, I don't, she doesn't send like people pictures with being like, you have to use this filter. However, some Googling showed that fans have been asking this question since 2016 on the Taylor Mm. Swift Reddit they, oh, they are asking because they want to do it themselves, which I'm like, this isn't a good filter. Like, you don't need to replicate this. Um, huh. And it looks a lot like like the oldest Instagram filters. Yes. Like, like, you guys don't need this exact one. It exists if you just scroll to like Lo-Fi the or X-Pro2. <laughs> yeah. It's X-Pro2. It it's looks X-Pro so much like two. That's X-Pro2. what it looks like. I know. <laughs> but anyway, it turns out, according to the knowledgeable fans on Reddit who answered this in all of the different threads over the years, okay. whenever this pops up, um, it's a preset camera filter on Taylor's camera. Uh, she has an Olympus camera and it's called vintage art and it like fits onto mm. the camera apparently. Okay. Um, and if you want to, if you want to replicate it, the camera model is an Olympus OMD EM 10 and the filter preset is vintage art one. So the fans, so- uh, 
have uncovered that. I don't know how they know, but they always know. So Wait. that's what she takes pictures with at these parties, or she has someone else take pictures with at these parties. And then she sends the pictures to all of the people that are in them for them to post. I see. Yeah. So that's she has to answer. put a filter on top it's of the on, camera? I don't know how quite how it works, but I think so. Yeah. It's like oh. a filter preset on the actual camera model. And then it's, I'm sure they edit them also, but uh, I and just then they send them it, out and the people post them. It looks it's, bad, it, right? It does. It looks very yeah. dated. It's really so which, dated. It makes sense. It's really hate to use this word, but right. chuggy. Like, it's it very chuggy. So early days yeah. of Instagram. Totally. Uh, and the Olympus cameras have had these art filters since 2008, apparently, which makes oh. sense. That's chuggy timeline. And yeah, she's been using it for years and years, apparently, and just hasn't updated her, uh, her I guess, signature camera uh, filter for these parties. She's got so many different style eras and musical eras and all these different, I think maybe... Perhaps change up the new the filter. Change it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Replace the filter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That's our answer. This one did huh. have an answer. Okay. okay so good. I Thank guess God. the unanswerable thing is why? Why do you? Why? Why? Exactly. Why? <laughs> 10 years later. Great question. Um, here's my unanswerable question. You guys, do you think that lip reading has gone a little too far? And yes. I mean specifically the kind of lip reading that we as a society do after the camera pans at an award show on a TMZ video on the street, anywhere we catch celebrities having a private conversation where they're not mic'd up and, but you can see that their lips are moving. Oh my God. This has been on and off like the last couple of years. People like on TikTok are obsessed. Um, but it came up again at the Grammys because JLo and Ben are sitting next to each other. Ben didn't appear to be having like the greatest time. And they, the camera, you know, cuts around at different people mm-hmm. and they caught kind of an exchange between JLo and Ben. And the Daily Mail paid a lip reader to Freaking analyze this moment. Daily Mail. And uh, I guess the lip reader, I mean, Anyway, Ben Affleck says something and then she says, stop. And she says, look more friendly, look motivated. And then Affleck says, that's what this lip reader says, this paid lip reader. And then Affleck says, I might. So it's like, okay, I don't know what we got from that. Anyway, I'm like, these celebrities are never going to leave the house ever again if they cannot even have a private conversation that could possibly be picked up by a possible roaming camera. Like, how are we going to get anyone to do anything? They're already private it's, enough. You know right. what I mean? We got to let I will some say, go. I will say, at K-pop award shows, idols are so good at avoiding this. They do not have a conversation without their hand over their mouth. Oh, smart. Like they, every time, yeah. every time it's two heads together with their hand that covering so their smart. mouth. And like, it's so, yep. you can never rip, lip read anything because they're like on the ball. So I'm I not know. saying that they need to be on guard like that, but I got, you know, it's not like they were on the street. You know, like, I guess you know that you have cameras on you. Yeah, so I guess that's true. And like, do I read these articles? Yes. Did I click on the Daily Mail? Yes. Right. So it does feel I'm part too of the far. problem. Yeah. Yeah. I just like. Plus he was listen. just, he wasn't having a good time. I feel bad. Yeah. I think he also has just resting miserable face. Like, yeah. you know, I just think he, which is fine. I mean, I get it. I, 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 but, and I love them. You know, I love them, but yeah. like, I don't need to know this. Like, I don't care. Yeah, like, I just right. don't let, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Let them do their own thing. Like, I don't Especially fucking it's care. It's innocuous. Like, just let exactly. them have like, this little back, you know, back and forth. Mm-hmm. They didn't seem thrilled with one another, but that's none of our business. Exactly. On the JLo will tell, or what is it? What's your <laughs> yeah, on the, on the JLo she will tell us ha- soon enough. She has enough. not sent out very many lately. Like, it's been mm. like She probably months. knew that the internet had turned on her. So she's like, Oh yeah, you maybe know, laying low. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Wow, 
Um, you think she question. would trust her subscribers? <laughs> I guess not. I know. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I want to know. Did they CGI a kiss between Jonah Hill and Lauren London in the new Netflix movie, You People? Because I have not seen this movie uh, because I don't want to watch it. Sorry. Um, But during an episode of You People co-star Andrew Schultz's podcast, The Brilliant Idiots, he, I guess, shared that Lauren and Jonah don't even kiss He said he was talking to Charlemagne the God and Nyla Simone, and he said, there's a hilarious thing. I don't even know if I should share this shit, but the final scene, they don't even kiss. It's CGI. Swear to God. He said that he was like watching it and then he he could see them go in for the kiss and their faces stop. And then he was like, oh, I wonder how that's going to play in the film. And then I guess he watched it and he was like, Oh my God, they don't kiss, but they, and if you watch, cause there's a clip circulating on the mm-hmm. internet, you yeah. can see that their faces come close and then they kind of morph into each other. Yeah, it's they kind of disappear. Like, it's so weird. So it's like, why? I, I'm so puzzled. I did watch this movie. They're, this is the okay. only time that they embrace, like em- embrace physically like this. Right. So this would, they didn't have to CGI a lot. I guess it would just be this one moment, but this is coming from a source on the movie. So like, how are right. we? This is what I imagined to be true. I mean, I don't. I, I, I think and people would have noticed this. I think people would have noticed this even if he hadn't said anything. Because it is weird immediately that it's CGI once you're looking for it, and just the with well, the way the internet is, I think it's so weird. I think people would have pointed this out anyway. People are also pointing out that like the movie is like fine on its own, but there's not a lot of chemistry between the two of them, I guess. Yeah. And it didn't seem like yeah. it was actually like a believable love story. Between so, this and Ashton and uh, Reese, a lot of tweets today about like bring back chemistry reads. Oh my God, <laughs> like, actually What though. happened to chemistry in the movies? Yeah. Um, a lot like, of people what? hyping up uh, to all the boys I've loved before. I've seen as an that. Example. I know. Oh, one of the last times two in anything. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so I like, actually agree. Yeah. What is the, po- I just don't, I don't get it. Like, there must be a story here. I'm sure one of them will tell us. Whether it's true or not, I'm sure they will. It's so weird. So weird. I don't know. Ponder we that need for answers. the rest of your week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, that's it. Thank you so much to our producer, Kaya. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedebeyer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.